Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome to the law firm of Davis and Davis. We're not a real law firm. Go ahead, grab a beer, a glass of wine, sit back and listen. and I are here to welcome you back to part two. <laughs> Keeping with the Deadpool music. <laughs> I threw that song in there, and I can't remember who the hell wrote it. Pat Benatar, isn't it? Is that Pat Benatar again? I'm pretty sure, yeah. God, I had a boner for Pat. Pat, <laughs> Pat Patricia. Patricia. Let's <laughs> so, qualify that. So I, I have to bring this up. My friend Jordan uh, did... Uh, Ran video camera, something like that, uh, for an Imagine Dragons concert. 
No, nice. And uh, the song that we played to come go into the last break was Imagine Dragons Thunder. I was playing that in the car the other day when we were going up to uh, Windstar to get our crab legs and gamble <laughs> a little bit. Um, and every time there was a... Uh, there's like these three drum hits and I was sitting there and all of a sudden you hear uh, you hear I hear Jordan go pyro 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 <laughs> I'm like what are you doing he's like oh I'm just, <laughs> I'm just doing I'm just going off of the pyro script for the Imagine <laughs> Dragons song <laughs> like, what Kind of like us listening to uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show, where it was going kick, kick, kick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I get it. Mm. I had something else to say, but <clears throat> the heat, the heat stuck your brain cells right out, didn't it? Totally, totally, totally man. Um, I believe we are up to your next song. You're number eighteen. The Red Jumpsuit Apparatus. Have you heard of this band? I, I had to look it up, and when I heard the song, I'm like, oh, that song. But uh, and, and even now, I'm going, I don't remember the... I, no, I don't remember, but I hear the song go, oh, yeah, that one. Ronnie Winters, Joey Westwood, uh, Randy Winters, Josh Burke, John Epsey, and Nadine... Ah, Dude, Nadine. I am too drunk to say these things. Saffron, I think is what it is. <laughs> uh, anyways, the red, red Jumpsuit Apparatus is an American rock band formed in Middleburg, Florida in 2003. The band is known for their 2006 major label debut, Don't You Fake It, and the one song called Face Down. Face Down hit in the U.S. Billboard Top 124. In the U.S. Adult Top 40 Billboard hits, it hit 18. And in the alternative airplane, what the hell is this with the alternative airplane? <laughs> it hit number three in the alternative airplane. <clears throat> So the song came out it, in 2006. Yes. Did you have something? It's to basically an anti-domestic violence song. Um, yes. The, the, the brothers actually were, were quoted. Um, it's always been this song. Uh, I'm a child of domestic violence household. And so is my brother, Randy, who plays guitar. That's all I got about the song. Uh, the song peaked at 24 in the United States and number four in New Zealand. It tied 30 seconds to Mars, The Kill, as the longest-running song on the U.S. Billboard Modern Rock Tracks charts. Wow. Uh, it was on the charts for 52 weeks. Nice. Yeah. 
it remains the band's most successful song. And like Burke talked about, Face Down is a, uh, the lyrics detail the suffering from domestic abuse. Written by lead singer Ronnie Winters. Uh, the song is about domestic abuse he and his brother lived through as a child. And I, I think with that, I'm just going to play the song. The songs, it, listen to the lyrics because the song really explains itself. like a darker crunchier version of the offspring don't they yeah yeah um surprisingly they really didn't have a hit after that um 
Almost like Ram. If they did, they wouldn't be on this list then, would they? Almost like Ramstein. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, it, but it's a powerful song. Yeah. I mean, oh yeah. Listening to the lyrics, I remember when I heard it the first time, I was like, "Holy shit." Talk, dark talk about calling somebody out <laughs> um sure shit don't want to be his dad right now because that's a yeah that's that's brutal but i think the reason that it hit as as big as it did is that that was a song that had to be written yeah yeah and they did a fabulous job with it. Sorry, they only had one hit. All right, sir. I think we're up to your next one, which... Number 17. We're setting the way back machine now to 1971. British band used to go by the name Tyrannosaurus Rex, and they shortened it down to t-rex uh this has certified uh sales in great britain of six hundred thousand, which i believe for britain put them at the platinum level if i'm not mistaken um little sad note this band didn't go very long because uh, mark boland uh, dissolved the band in 1975 and then barely two years later died in a car wreck crash uh, like a couple weeks shy of his 30th birthday so he was kind of a burn bright and burned out quick kind of thing this is the 1971 song bang a gong get it on Ha! 
Now, this was also covered by the power station in 1985, which was the... Uh, the John Taylor. Taylor. Yeah, you had a couple guys from Duran Duran. You had Robert Palmer. You had Michael DeBars, Tony Thompson, Bernard Edwards. Yeah, so this was redone. This also showed up in an episode of... Um, oh, gosh. What was... No... Oh. I'm like a hot live aid. No, 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 no. The cop show with the white Ferrari. What was that? The cop show with the white Ferrari, Miami Vice. There you go. Showed up in Miami Vice. Yeah, the original one. So, yeah, just kind of a cool little song. I think some some sports teams use this song, don't they? Like this shows up in sporting events, doesn't it? I don't know. No, okay. I've You're never, I, I know, but I've never heard it at a Texas oh, okay. Rangers game or a Cleveland Browns <laughs> oh, game. Damn. I mean, we don't bang a gong in Cleveland. <laughs> we bang a drum and piss off Indians. <laughs> All righty. That was my number 17. All right, as that fades out, I'm going to bring up a band. This is another one I didn't, I was surprised was as low as it was on your list. Yeah, um, they started in 1985. Uh, This song is actually a a great song. Uh, Oh, heck yeah. the, The band is an English rock band formed in Abingdon, Oxfordshire in 1985. The band consists of Tom York, Johnny Greenwood, Colin Greenwood, Ed O'Brien, and Philip Selway. They work with producer Nigel Godrich and the cover artist Stanley Donwood since 1994. This is the band Radiohead. This song is the epitome of crunchy peanut butter. It's smooth, and then it's so crunchy. This song came out September 21st, ooh, a few days after my birthday, <laughs> 1992. This song, so everyone knows, came out. When I graduated boot camp and it literally became my theme song (laughs) all the way through a school, especially Uh, when you're trying to pick up chicks, the, um, it was recorded in Oxfordshire. Uh, let me get down to my stats here. Well, I'll I'll interject my little tidbit of info here. The, they were sued for copying the, the melody. Uh, thank you. Or do you have that? Yeah. 
Okay, you go ahead then. The chord progression and melody in Creep are similar to those of the 1972 song, The Air That I Breathe, written by Albert Hammond and Mike Hazelwood. After Rondor Music, the publisher of The Air That I Breathe, took legal action, Hammond and Hazelwood received co-writing credits and a percentage of the royalties for the song Creep. That was uh, all I had about it, so you got it. So, in April 2008, the American musician Prince covered Creep at Coachella. Nice. A bootlegged recording of it was shared online, but removed at Prince's request. God, I love Prince. Um, <laughs> other other covers were done by Jim Carrey. Yes, the Jim Carrey. <laughs> uh, the comedian actor Jim Carrey covered Creep. At Arlene's Grocery in New York City in 2011. Other artists who have covered Creep include Frank Bennett, Postmodern Jukebox, Corn Weezer, Damon Rice, Amanda Palmer, Moby, The Pretenders, Kelly Clarkson, Arlo Parks, and Skela and Kalanchi brother. Oh god. Oh, that's Pentacle. Oh yeah, those got Pentatonics. Oh, okay. <laughs> Them I know. Uh all right, ladies and gentlemen. The song that we're gonna play for you here is uh is creep. Uh where did it end up? It reached number seventy eight on the UK charts. Uh BBC one radio found it too depressing to play i'm sorry but that's much too depressing to play on bbc radio <laughs> now the the postmodern jukebox version has got uh Haley seinfeld i think is her name singing it and it is fabulous if you've never heard it, it is it is amazing all right this is the original This is Scott Tenenbaum's favorite band of all time. Oh, really? What the hell about 
Now, if you listen to the lyrics, you'll understand why this was my theme song after signing up for the Navy and realizing I had to stay there for freaking <laughs> nine years. When I'm not around, so fucking special. I wish I was special. Definitely did not belong in the Navy. Um, <laughs> anyways, that was Radiohead Creep. Great song. And I mean, oh, God, it yeah. topped the charts here in the U.S. Uh, like I said, BBC Radio wouldn't even play it because they said that it was too depressing. And I was like, dude, that's my life. That's <laughs> K-Tell's depression rock right there, man. Brought to you Macy, by Ronco. Macy Gray did a cover of this too. Good lord! Yeah, there, they, there's been a lot of people that have uh, a L- like really slowed down versions that sound really good too. Holy crap! I was just going through my list and I was like, did I really put Patrick Swayze up that high? <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> All right, sir. Oh, my God. We are on your 16. Yes. This is a song that I really like. Um, And this song has been sampled on many, many other tunes. This is a song from 1981 uh, by a group called the Tom Tom Club. And this was basically the guitarist and bassist from... uh, 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 talking heads so the 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 gal and, and the guy and um 
the song is called Genius of Love. And people go, what's that song? And then they hear it and go, oh, my God, that's that song by so-and-so. Yeah. Um, so Lanny, oh, and then she got her sister to sing the backup vocals on this also. Uh, stream of Consciousness tale told by a female prisoner dreaming of happier times with her boyfriend. Uh, while the reasons for her jailbound status are unclear, references to going insane when we took cocaine hint at a potentially dark undertone. But the song is so light and fluffy and happy and what you, you, you wouldn't expect it. So this is the Tom Tom Club, the genius of love. So according to the website who sampled this has been sampled 178 times and the most notable one is mariah carey's song fantasy that was in free guy just recently so was this released when i'll unmute myself and say 1981 for the third time <laughs> i thought i hit the button i'm sorry
You can definitely hear the Talking Heads influence in there. Oh, heck yeah. Talking Heads. Talking Heads. Here's the lead Once in a Lifetime. Who's the lead singer? Burning Down the House. David yeah. Byrne. David Byrne. That's who it was. Very weird guy. Oh, yeah. A little bit, you think? Oh, so weird. <laughs> All right. That was Burke's. Uh, what number am I on? You're on your number 16, I believe. Ooh, I am on 16, ladies and gentlemen. I am moving quickly. Two hours in, and we're at 16. Maybe a five-parter episode if you don't get it up. Who the hell thought up 20? I thought we originally it was going to be 10. I did. Oh, okay. So a so dozen. Sorry. It was going to be a dozen. Since, since you brought this up, <laughs> I'm going to explain how this happened. I said 10. Burke sends me a list of what? 14. 14. Scott can't let Burke beat him. So Scott sends him a list of 20. And he's like, all right, 20 it is. And I'm like, oh, shut up. Biscuit eater. Hey, my next band comes from Rome, Manchester, England. Manchester, England, England. Uh, you, you will notice that three quarters of the bands that I listen to are English. Um, British. Okay, if you want to get really down nitty gritty to it, British, but <laughs> I believe it's the hell that's for white people. Thank you. Uh... <laughs> what in Rome are an English synth pop new wave group which originally consisted of vocalist Clive Farrington and Andrew Mann, and keyboardist Michael Floreal. Yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah. They are best known for their 1988 single, The Promise, which is the song that we will talk about today, which was their only top 40 hit. Yes, one hit wonder. As of July 2012, there were Two bands using the When in Rome name. Oh, shit. No way. <laughs> Although the original lineup has been disbanded since 1990. Hmm. So the original band, the band that wrote the song, all that stuff, is no longer around. Aw. If you go and see When in Rome, it you are that. now going to see Michael... Okay, so the keyboard estate, Michael Florio. Oh, okay. Real. Uh, Chris Willett's in the band now, as well as Tony Fennell. But Florio was the guy who was like experimenting with some melodies and chords, and Farrington joined him and started singing along. And after yes. he wrote the first verse in the chorus, he asked uh, Man to write the final parts. He said, I had this tune in my head for a long while, hummed it. A basic melody to Mike Farrington said in an interview years later that the intro piano part for the promise Mike played it over and over. I sang the first verse 
on top of the basic C chord, floated into the chorus part, and we wrote the lyrics down. And that was it. And so, it wasn't like in it was like in their backyard shed or something. It was something yeah, bizarre. Like they had they, the keyboard not laying sitting on a table. They had no room, and so they like screwed it to the wall. So yeah, it's like it was, standing up, it playing was, on the wall. It was the weirdest damn thing I read. I was like, really? It was the weirdest. Well, I mean, you do what you have to do to make a band. Uh, in 1990, Florials was fired by Farrington and Mann over creative differences. And when in Rome disbanded shortly after Virgin Records dropped them in 1993. Florial, I hope I am saying, I, I do apologize. If yeah, if we screw up your name, we, we're sorry. Anyways, he moved to the United States, now lives in Dallas, Texas. You should go talk to him. Go visit him. Where he composes music for television and film. Tensions arose between the members again in 2003 when The Promise was used in the 2004 film. Can you guess? When uh, in Rome? Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, I did read that. <laughs> and Floreal made sole claim to the song, despite the trio receiving equal royalties. Floreal reformed the band in 2006 with vocalist and guitarist John Servolo. The name that they went by was When in Rome 2. Since then, the band has toured the U.S., uh, played with various 1980s groups, blah, blah, blah. You know what? It doesn't say anything about where the legal issues uh, yeah. ended up. Oh, here we go. Um, according to a Polestar article in May 2011, the U.S. trademark has been acknowledged in order to comply with the legal claims, the UK members are billed as Clive Farrington and Andrew Mann, formerly of When in Rome. So. They get their creds. Uh, Floreal, who got fired by the band, trademarks When in Rome. And now <laughs> the other band members have to list themselves as formerly of when in uh, Rome. The artist formerly known as when in Rome. <laughs> <laughs> My God, I love the fights between people. Anyways, uh, The Promise is a, the debut single for the band. And like I said, it came out chart performance number one on U.S. Billboard's Dance Club play song list or play song charts. On the Billboard Hot 100, it made it to 11. Not bad. Not bad at all. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the promise by When in Rome. Almost sounds like Bruce Hornsby for a second. 
Alright, so it really bugs me when bands like this get into fights like this because 20 years later, get back together, guys. You guys had a great dynamic. The harmonizing between the two singers is incredible. The good or the keyboard playing. Yeah, the synth was good. The harmonies are good. They they give that like Thompson twin kind of vibe occasionally. And Big time. Like flock of seagull occasionally slips in there. Yeah, there's this yeah. Good good sound. Oh. So yeah, that was when in Rome, and uh, I think we're uh, up to our next break. All right, we can um, do a break. Yeah, because this guy's got pee. If, yeah, if you read the chat, I think. Oh I, yeah, you. <laughs> every I, other thing is like, I gotta pee. I gotta pee. I gotta pee. I think I wrote <laughs> that like 15 minutes ago, and I'm starting to bounce in my chair. Ah. <sighs> We'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. Fuck it,
All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the best one-hit wonders. And that song we just listened to should have been on our covers because that was originally done by the Supremes. Yeah. And then Vanilla Fudge did a psychedelic version in 1967. This is uh, Kim Wilde's version, which was actually on Bob's one-hit wonder list. list. (laughs) Uh, Hey, guess what? What? Guess what my uh, electric bill was this month? $389. Yep. (laughs) Was I close? Well... Let me put it this way. So what I'm going to do is piss and moan like an impotent jerk and then bend over and take it up the tailpipe. Because you are absolutely correct. It was <laughs> 3.85. Oh, damn, I was close. <laughs> uh, and I have the temperature set in the house at 77. 77. I'd like 74. I like 72. Well, Bert knows. He stayed in a hotel room with me. Yeah, you get it cold, man. (laughs) I like it fucking cold. If I can get it down to 68, I will. (laughs) (laughs) Bert looked at me after like the second day. He's like, uh, we got to do something because that's blowing right across me. <laughs> yeah, we're switching beds. I'm staying away from this. <laughs> it, it just just to make you feel really good, outside yeah. temperature here is 63 degrees right now. You're a fucking dead. <laughs> and if my window wasn't on a main road, it'd be open right now. Uh, my temperature right now... Dallas, Texas, 10.30 in the evening, 99 degrees. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway. Uh, yeah. All right. Um, I forgot to set our timer. Oh, it set. just means that I've got to go longer between peas. <laughs> we'll just let our bladders decide when it's time to go. So, we're at number Burke's number 15. 15, yes. And this is a cool song. I like this song. Uh, didn't get a whole lot of background other than it's a band from New Zealand. The band's name stands for the Otara Millionaires Club. Uh, these guys actually did a song with Lucy Lawless, you know, the lady that played Xena, Warrior Princess, you know? Um, Xena. Xena. Um, unfortunately, the uh, lead singer, Polly Fumana, passed away in 2010 at the age of 40. Didn't get any more songs on him. This is a band called OMC, and the 1995 song is called How Bizarre.
sweet singers on the front Cruising down the freeway in the hot tub sun Suddenly red blue lights flash us from behind Loud voice booming, please step out onto the line Ballet bridge words of comfort, Sino just hides her eyes Policeman taps the shades, is that a Chevy 69? How bizarre How bizarre, how bizarre Destination unknown as we're pulling for some gas A freshly placed poster reveals a smile from the pack Elephants and acrobats, lions, snakes, monkey Bella speaks righteous, sister Cena says funky How bizarre How bizarre, how bizarre So when did this come out? I believe this came out in 1995. They they were a band from 92 to 2010. Was I reading that? Yeah. He died from a, a, a disease kind of related to MS, basically. It sounds like he came from a, like a tough background, too. Like... I, I I don't remember the details, but it sounded like he was involved in like gang type stuff, perhaps, or he just came from a rough, rough background. Every time I look around, every time I look around, every time I look around, it's in my face. Interesting arrangement there. Um, yeah, Pacifica, New Zealand. Yeah, it was it was a it was a cool blend of a lot of different genres. Uh, and interesting. I mean, you've got harmonica in there. You've got you've got all kinds of stuff. Listen to that's almost that's what like a not a record yeah like a small accordion or yeah hurdy gurdy kind of or yeah you got that kind of cuban beat thing going on too it's a cool cool blend of music oh uh i want to say that was crunchy um but that wasn't really crunchy. That was smooth. That was smooth. That was smooth. <laughs> Anything else on? Uh... No, no, that was about it. It, was, it seems like they all died kind of young for whatever reason. Yeah, he was. They were kind of a poor family when they grew up, and there was some stuff in the background. But yeah, the one guy died of a heart attack. 
he, the other guy died of like MS or something like that. I was like, that's kind of sad. Well, yeah, that is sad. Uh, all right. I'm going to go on to my next one. Born in Venado Torito, Santa Fe Province, Argentina. Hmm. This gentleman is actually based now out of Wexford, Ireland. His name is Chris DeBerg. And the minute that I say that, everyone's going to know what song we're going to go talk about because he's only had one big hit. <clears throat> he was, like I said, he was born in Bonato uh, Torito. I hope I say that. Dorito? Tur- now I'm hungry. Torito. Ah, fuck off. Uh, early career, blah, 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 don't care. Personal life, Chris DeBerg has been married to his wife, Diana, since 1977 and lives in Enniscary County, Wicklow in Ireland, uh, which is just outside of Dublin, for those of you that don't know. Irish. Very Irish. He's had one, one big hit. The one big hit is The Lady in Red. The Lady in Red is sung by, why did they call him a British-Irish singer-songwriter when he's from Argentina? Probably because his parents were British and Irish. It was released on 20th June 1986 as the second single from the album Into the Light. The first single never made it. How sad. Sad. Uh, The song was written in reference to his wife, Diane, who used to come and watch him perform at his parents' hotel. It was released on the... Oh, I'm not going to talk about that again. Yeah, it it was something to the effect of the song came about how men so often cannot even remember what their wives were wearing when they first met. And the title came to him five months after he saw her wearing red in a nightclub. So. Charts. Top charts. Came in number one in Belgium. Came in number one in Canada. Came in number one in Ireland. Came in number one in Norway, South Africa. Came in number one UK singles. Billboard Hot 100, it came in third in the U.S. But it stayed charted for a very long time. With that said, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to play for you, The Lady in Red. That almost sound like, girl, I'm going to miss you. Yeah. seen you looking so lovely as you did tonight I've never seen you shine so bright mm-hmm. I've never seen so many men ask you if you wanted to dance looking for a little romance give out high 
Now, this is an interesting, you know, I have to, every time you say that, I have to cut that out. What would you like me to say to let you know that I can't hear you? <laughs> <laughs> so. Dumbass, hit the button. There, there was a movie. Which one, American Psycho or Dodgeball? In 1986. Or 1984, starring Gene Wilder. Oh, yeah. Called Lady Red. Yeah, I forgot about that. The Woman in Red. This song came out in 1986. Yet, trailers and videos used this song to promote. Really? It's kind of lame. The Woman this, this- in Red. This song actually showed up in American Psycho in 2000, Dodgeball in 2004, and you're going to like this, Supernatural in Season 2, Episode 15. Supernatural. Supernatural. <laughs> Supernatural. Fight the fairies! You fight those fairies! Fight those fairies! <laughs> oh, shoot. Now we're done feeling our feelings, because I'd like to get out of this room before we both start growing lady parts. I want you guys to go out there. I want you. I want you guys to go out there and. Pre- oh, sorry, that was the wrong. Movie. Have you ever seen a girl? Oh, sorry, that's the wrong. Movie. <laughs> Apparently, all I have is fight the fairies. I'll fight the fairies. Yeah. All right. So my no, next song has four million six hundred fifty thousand in sales worldwide certified uh it went gold and platinum in a number of different places it is from 1980 a guy by the name of steven greenberg a dj and producer in minneapolis wanted a band of his own a lady named cynthia johnson was referred to him for singing and the rest is history and this is the 1980 song by Lips Incorporated called Funky Town. Funky Town. 
But the weird thing about this song is it came out almost after the disco craze was over. This was 1979. Disco was almost dead at this point in time, but it, it has endured. I mean, like, they've used this in the movie The Dictator, History of the World Part 1, and Shrek 2, and it, it's still alive today. It's kind of a weird song. I remember roller skating to this. That's right, people. Medina Skate Land. <laughs> sir what you got next on deck oh i have something freaking phenomenal marta mario not gonna say what she's known as she was born in 1969 a little younger than me me May 18th, 1969, pop dance, pop rock. She is a singer. She's single. So you're saying there's a chance. I got to get that one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, She was born in uh, Whittier, California to Cuban parents from Havana. She rose to prominence with her first album in 1988 the song uh and released in the the second single from her first album it was a number one billboard hot 100 hit for two weeks nice in the middle of 1989 an edited version of the song included in the imported version of the album toy soldier the best of martika uh the what that didn't make any sense anyways the best of martika this is martika the song is toy soldier music video was directed by jim shea Martika wrote the song about a friend who was battling a cocaine addiction. Yeah, that, that, I, I, that was the thing I had. It sounds like it should be a heartbreak song or a breakup song, but it's about somebody who's having problems with coke. I was, a, Martika said, I was a little hesitant because I had only written two songs before they were, before they were light songs. I came up to Michael and said I wanted to write about drugs. 
it was the first time I got the nerve to write about something that was scary for me and to talk about it. So I did. As I said, song reached number one on the Billboard Hot 100, number five on the UK singles, number one in New Zealand, uh, number three in Canada, and number five in Australia. With that said, I'm just going to play the song. The song is a great song. I mean, I remember, what was it, 1986 when this came out, I do believe. Um, I just said it a second ago. I remember when it came out. Yeah, it was a good, it's a good tune. 1989. Um, brilliant song. Fun to listen to. And you didn't realize what it was about when it came out. Now it's going to be interesting to watch the video and see. Uh... Ooh. How about... About what? So here is Toy Soldier by Martika.
that it that it's is such a weird mix because she sounds like the bubblegum pop of the 80s but it's a lot darker than that oh it's totally dark i mean the the whole step-by-step heart to heart i mean won't you come out and play with me that's the drugs talking to you and it's just so weird to to listen to it now knowing the context i mean in the 80s 90s when this was out you were like oh this is a great song man i had a this sounds like one of the songs that was in the lost boys maybe or you know like it's just yeah it's just kind of it's a weird song but i I love this song oh my gosh that's gotta go on to my depression rocks new from ronco Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, that was Martika with Toy Soldier. I've kind of noticed like three quarters of the songs that I've picked have been very depressing. No, don't say that. No, not you. Depression Rock by <laughs> KTEL. Well, I got news for you, buddy. I got a trump <laughs> card coming up. <laughs> All right, sir. What do you have coming up? My number 13 song, and I will I will go backwards from this. In the video, the actress who plays the girl is Lex Murphy, the little girl from Jurassic Park. Okay? Sounds all nice and everything, right? Yeah. Sure. And the, this song was not political. It's just what he was going through at the time. This is a song from 1997 by Ben Folds 5. In quoting him, he says, people ask me what the song's about. I'm sorry. He said, I was asked a lot about it. I don't really make a big hairy deal out of it because I just want the song to speak for itself. The song is about when I was in high school, me and my girlfriend had to get an abortion. It was a very sad thing. I didn't want to write this song from any kind of political standpoint or make a statement. I just wanted to reflect what it feels like. So anyone who's gone through that before, you'll know about what the song's about. This is Brick by Ben Folds 5.
up the stairs to her apartment she is balled up on the couch her mom and dad went down to charlotte they're not home to find us out and we drive now that i've found someone i'm feeling They call her name at 7.30 I pace around the parking lot And I walk down to buy her flowers And sell some gifts that I got Can't you see It's not me you're dying for Now she's feeling So here's the interesting thing. I had to go look up Ben Falls Five because mm-hmm. I was sitting here going, "How is this a one-hit wonder? They've had many hits." So then I went through all the songs that they've done. This is the only song that ever charted. Yeah. Oh, I know. I, I love the band, but this was the only one that, like, it hit the, the highest it got was number six on the alternative billboard charts hit 19th on billboards top 100 Mm -hmm. um but no other song ever no hit the u.s they were were a big underground they were a big underground band and a big underground hit but this was their only chart topper yeah, I mean, I I was sitting there going, Ben Falls Five, man, that that's not a one hit wonder. They have more hits than that. I mean, it's a great band. Oh yeah, but yeah, he's honestly, a phenomenal artist. Oh yeah, oh yeah, 
And it, 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 I, songwriter out the wazoo. Oh, man. yeah. I, and I had no idea this was, I, I thought it was just him writing about, you know, this was his experience. It was like, oh, shit, that's, that's even darker than I thought. So, yeah, no, great, great tune. Yeah. Welcome to the world of darkness. Depression rock on ETEL. Brought to you by Ronco. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Going straight to hell. Emotional damage. All right. My next band. And I have no clue what number I'm on. 13. 13. Blue October. Have Ooh. you ever heard of this band? I thought I yeah, I yeah, kind of sorta ish. Well, this band was formed right here in Texas, Houston, Texas. Uh, Blue October is an American rock band originated in Houston, Texas in 1995. It currently consists of singer Justin Furstenfield. Why do I get all the freaking <laughs> fucked up names? Ryan... <laughs> Delahousseu. And they're from Dallas. Uh huh. Okay. Spelled D E L A H O U S S A Y E. Just call them by the first name. It'll be faster. Oh, God. Matt Navesky and Steve. Schiltz. That's a good one. I like that one. Thank you. That's a good beer name. The band Schiltz has beer. Uh, the band's number one song to ever come out. Now they've had more than one song that charted. Well, this is actually at their fourth studio album. Yeah. Fourth studio album. Um, the song Hate Me comes out in January 24, 2006. And Firstine wrote Hate Me as a response to the way his drug addiction and depression damaged his relationship with his girlfriend. Going on tour, cheating on his girlfriend, his life spiraling out of control. Yep. So he started using more and more drugs. Yes. That. Uh, came in at 13th on the American Top 40. Uh, Billboard Hot 100 was 31. Canada, four. Good for them. Good for Canada. U.S. Okay. Alternative, it came in second. There we go. Love that chart. I, I'm not going to lie. I, I, I have. Yeah. That's us. I am we are the alternative charts. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is uh, Blue October's Hate Me. Little reels of tape to 
Happy upbeat. Wow. Cockroaches and porno. Love it. And will you never say that you loved me just to put it in my face? And will you never try to reach me? It is I that want to save me today. on your Spotify playlist, isn't it? Three whole months, it's one accomplishment that you helped me with. The one thing that always tore us apart is the one thing I won't touch again. In my sick way, I want to thank you for holding my head up late at night. While I was busy waging wars on myself, you were trying to stop the fight. You never doubted my warped opinions on things like suicidal hate. You made me compliment myself when it was way too hard to take. So I'll drive so far away that I'd never cross your mind. And do whatever it takes in your heart to leave me behind. Hate me. and fuzzy now. I love this song. <laughs> um, it is priest, man. Dude, I just sat there and listened to that, and I, I'm like, everyone. Guess you never listened to the lyrics, did you? Everyone looks at me and they're like, uh, "You're always happy. You're always happy, dude." I have had the roughest fucking life you could ever have. This song. I can so, I mean, we talk about depression (laughs) rock all the time. Like, I listen to that stuff because it kind of pulls me out of what the shit I'm in. There's somebody slightly more fucked up than me. This is awesome. Holy cow, man. (laughs) I feel good. (laughs) Like I knew that I would. Between creep and this song, I'm a god. I'm the best person to date ever. I'm a well-grounded, nice guy. Um, Oh, man. 
That was Blue October's Hate Me. Uh, <laughs> fabulous. Should have put banjo to that music, man. <laughs> Dude, I'm still sitting here <laughs> reveling. <laughs> the, the hard the, the hard part that I, I think people need to really understand is that we pick songs and stuff like this, but it's not until we sit here and dissect them that we understand. I mean, I picked the song because I loved the melody and all that. Oh, wow. you, you did it. You did a Burke. Yeah. You liked the song because of the way it sounded, not because of the lyrics. So, so now I'm sitting here listening to the music and I'm like, holy fuck, that's my life. <laughs> I'm gonna go grab another white claw. <laughs> um, do, I, do I get any needles in the house? <laughs> I don't need needles, man. I'll, get, I'll go back to cocaine. <laughs> It'll be fine. It'll be fine. The doctor wanted you to lose weight. What a better. <laughs> I don't know if that is on Dr. Oz's plan, but hey, I'm going to try Wellbutrin and cocaine. Hey, I quit smoking and lost weight. Um, oh, God. All right. We need to take a break. I got to pee so bad. You're going to piss your chair. Okay, people. Um, oh my God. <laughs> I have no uh, clue if I've played the song already or not, but I'm just, playing just, it anyways. Here we go. Did I play this? No, not today. It's oh. good. It's all good. We'll be right back. Another happy upbeat song. Thank you very much. But you never see the end of the road while you're traveling with me. And Brought to you by Kate Hell. It's Depression Rock 3.0. With this album, you get the Ronco Slicer. Remember, kids, it's up the road, not across the street. <laughs> I'm going to go stand on the street corner with some lollipops now. I get a fan of some candy. Come on. <laughs>
Hey, make sure that you check back soon for part two of this podcast. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.